Good evening, and thank you for tuning in to another episode of Neon Nights FM. I am your host, Michael Travicino. Joining me today is our very own mistress of the macabre, Monica. Hello. Next, we have a man known by many names, but tonight he simply goes as Good Guy Bash. Hi, I'm Bash, and I'm your friend to the end. Heidi <laughs> Ho. And like that, thank you for tuning in for an episode of Neon Nights FM. I'm your host, Michael <laughs> and enjoy yourself. Have a good night, folks. Uh, just kidding. Maybe, not really, possibly. Uh, last but not least, we have Ernie. What's going on, everyone? How's everyone doing tonight? Fantastic. I uh, I saw the last episode of Chucky, and it was fantastic. Okay, okay. You, uh, you Vash, Ernie, how are you fine gentlemen? I am doing pretty well. I'm actually excited to dive into the uh, whole lore and world of Chucky. It's been a while. Yeah, uh, we will be definitely talking about pretty much everything Chucky related, even the movie that should not have been called Child's Play, um, called uh, with Mark Hamill. Um, not, a, oh. not, a knock, not a knock on that film, but as I stated previously, I think it would have served that film a lot better had it been just called something else and just been about a toy that, you know, lost its security features because of something going on in its uh, sweatshop-based facility. Anyway, um, <clears throat> Sean, how are you? I am doing quite all right. As you can tell, I've been a little bit too excited to start impersonating Chucky, so um, there you go. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. I, I, I have to say... I do appreciate the Easter eggs, and I mean, there are a lot of them in the Chucky series. But before we even go into the Chucky series, let's start off where it all began with the first Child's Play film. Um, <clears throat> how? Who would like to lead us off into this discussion about the first film? Vashani. Oh, uh, wait. You heard <laughs> you <me. laughs> Usually, <laughs> usually when it happens, it's someone take someone takes it upon themselves. I didn't realize I could get nominated, but um, no, I'm I'm, <clears throat> I'm changing up the formats. So, Mishan, you should be using it by now. You're only first. Yes, let me walk into the strange room where there's no light, no light or sound. No, anyway. Well, um, listen, we're anyway. talking about horror movies. It fits, okay? okay and considering and considering our uh, <laughs> the the the, the, la the latest episode of Solitude Smiles now available on the, on the Neon Next Network. Uh, Child's Play, released in, 19, 19, in November, was it ninth? Yeah, November 9th, 1988, was directed by Tom Holland. <clears throat> uh, story of a story of a of a man, the what was it, the Lakeshore? Yeah, the Lakeshore Strangler, who was gunned down by a police detective during, I guess, during a chase. Yep. And yeah. genius that he is, decides he's going to use his voodoo magic to implant his soul inside of a doll to to evade death. And the hijinks ensue for the next oh, yeah. thirty years. <laughs> yep. Yeah, some good, some terrible, and some not so good. Questionable. Yeah, questionable. Yeah, uh, I think Cult of Chucky was one of those films I was really looking forward to, but then when it was executed, I was like, "Yeah, um, I'm glad you brought back the original actor for Andy," but <laughs> at the same time, this movie sucks. Well you, well, you didn't sugarcoat it, all right. <laughs> uh, that was actually, you know, it's funny, uh, Janine and I kind of agree on that. Um, the Cult of Chucky elements are the elements that we both did not like about the series. Like the whole thing, you know, spoilers to anyone who's um, listening. Oh, uh, by the by, just, 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 just a fair warning to those who are listening to this now. 
everything means the the entire Chucky series of season one thus far. Yes, yes, season one thus far. Um, they did confirm a season two, if I'm not mistaken, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, which I was surprised. I thought they were going to do like I could have swore they said that they were going to do like a limited series, didn't they? Or no? No, I never heard in a minute. Okay. Don Mancini, this is his bread and butter. He's going to try to make it last as long as he can, no matter how. Remakes, reboots, TV series. Well, he, well, the, well in his defense, the remake is something else that he had nothing to do with. No, but he got a little coin from it. Oh, of, course, well, of course, he still created the character, so he does good scratch. But uh, well, yeah, he, those, he has the rights. So Yeah, those producers went out of their way to make sure that this is not connected to you. Any of the work he was doing, but again, that remake should not have been called Child's Play, like I was alluding to um, <clears throat> earlier. Honestly, I think it would have been better if they just called it something else. And because I, I honestly thought it was a really a pretty good premise, um, especially when it comes to like the warning of technological advancements, and as well as the poor working facilities that occur in third world nations or four nations that we have no jurisdiction over, so we can't say, "Hey, you know, treat these workers better." Honestly, it plays more like a like a dark sequel to Small Soldiers than it does to Child's Play. Yes. Oh, yes, you are hundred percent right. Yep, hundred yep, <clears throat> percent. But we'll get there. We get there. Well, I can't go much further because it breaks our no politics rule. But Small Soldiers does have a uh, history of um, something that occurred simultaneously when it happened with politics with a military yeah. group. But I'm not going to get into that on this podcast. Uh, I will get to that off the air though. But you don't want to complain about Jay Moore stealing government chips to power his toys? No, 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 no. It's not that. <laughs> you know, my mind went in a real mad direction there. So I'm happy we're not talking about that. We, what we are yeah. talking about, ladies and gentlemen, and people who are prefer, yeah, is the Child's Play franchise, or the Chucky franchise at this point. We haven't we haven't gone by a Child's Play franchise in quite For a time. while. Yeah, they, they definitely... They definitely realized their bread and butter would have suited them better for, or to make it their bread and butter to call it Chucky. Um, mm-hmm. It started with uh, Bride of Chucky, obviously. Fantastic. Uh, yep. Yet Catherine Heigl. Um, Schwing. Uh, the the late great um, John, uh, Ritter. John Ritter. Thank you very much. Uh, yes, John Ritter. Um, I, I thought that was technically before Seed. I thought that was like the last, at least like decent Chucky movie, if that made sense. Until Curse came out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Let's play a little game. How about we all rank our Chucky films? Oh, yes. Hmm. Mm. Mm. Challenging, but uh-huh. yeah. Also, because a lot of it doesn't go to its quality so much as, as the listeners are well aware. My traumatic experience with Chucky as a child. What were you? You were four, right? You said. Yeah, I was four. Yeah. Well, um, four by the way, I feel like the millennials. I know we're millennials, but the kids that are much younger to us. I feel they can't understand how scary Chucky is to a child, since kids really don't play with dolls anymore. It's all iPads and. Video Ooh. game. It is true. Ask Blockbuster. It is. Tr- I mean, not Blockbuster. Ask uh, <laughs> Toys R Us. Oh, that's right. It don't exist no more because kids weren't buying toys. Well, yeah, if anything, then the computer mod- went. Sorry, go ahead. Uh, I was about to say the the remake that should not have been called Child's Play. 
as it shall be referred to from now on, um, <clears throat> kind of touched upon that, you know, where the good guy doll was a smart doll, right? It was mm-hmm. something that you could, like, uh, order a smart cab, a self-driving car with, right, which was used for one of the kills. Um, it was something that you could monitor the, uh, the thermostat in your house, uh, the TV, whatever you name it. Um, yeah. And it kind of brought that type of idea of people weren't playing with dolls anymore, sure. But people do use like this smart, quote, smart technology and what happens when it goes awry, which isn't a new idea. It's something that's been around since science fiction has been around. Essentially. Um, <clears throat> yeah. But, but it, also the problem with the remake was that kid was way too old to be playing with that doll. Oh, yeah. And they, they, even, they even but they were self-aware of that, too. There was like a part like she's like, oh, I got you one of those good guy dolls you want. He's like, yeah, I wanted it like last year, you know. Mm-hmm. He even commented on that, so they were. I think they were self aware about all that, and I think that was their way of trying to shoehorn the. Uh, oh, sorry, something just popped up on my screen. Um, <clears throat> uh, shoehorn the whole. You know, we got you a good guy doll. Now murder ensues. Yeah, I would say it's one of the few things for the remake itself that I that I enjoy. It isn't that Mark Campbell talked about is instead of playing it how because you, know, you can't top Brad Dorif. You're not going to. So his tact was you have to play it like some sort of a creature who doesn't understand what it's doing is wrong and is more confused as to why people aren't happy with what he's doing. Yeah, in that aspect, it was really actually interesting. But I don't know. It's no way to run about it. Yeah, it's not enough to save it. But. No, it's not. Like, they too much of a slow burn, in my opinion, for that to actually work. Yeah, because honestly, part of it is, like, especially with the very, the very first Child's Play, a lot of it's playing on the fact that you're not supposed to quite realize that it's the doll that's doing this. And there's something going on, but you, you're not supposed to immediately assume it's the doll, even mm. though the posters and pretty much everything kind of spoils it for you already. <laughs> but, like, the first, like, the very first kill when they kill, um, when they kill the babysitter. Yeah, yeah, the babysitter. You're not supposed to believe the doll ran up and did it. It's like maybe that boy did it himself or something like that. Yeah, or maybe he's a possessed. And they had all kinds of theories before the movie actually went live. Right. Like, <clears throat> mm, and he's just crazy. Hmm. Maybe the spirit went from the doll into him. And then you see Shuttie in that one scene come alive. Like the shit out mother, and you're like, oh shit, it is him. I'm cool. Which, another personal story of how my. Like, <laughs> 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 I'm just. Oh no, it was like, like I, I think it, I can't remember if it was in Saw Two Smiles or just another random episode of Neon Nights. Where, oh no, in order, like part of like the horror movies that like, like I would watch my brother or my cousin, it's like, oh no, we're gonna ruin, like, we'll just bring up things at random. It'll be like something we'll laugh at until we see it. And it's like, oh, that's where it's from. And. The part where Chucky comes like for the first time, we actually see him, and he attacks the mom from Seventh Heaven. And like, my brother would quote that a lot. Captain Just Hicks. To, yeah, Captain. Yep, yeah, Captain Hicks, the one who the one who didn't get in trouble. You know. huh, yeah, for uh, child <laughs> molestation. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Exa- I shouldn't be laughing when I say that, but yes. No, I'm waiting for But when he attacks her, like that, that whole the whole diatribe that Chucky goes on when he's trying to fight her. Is a thing my brother would quote whenever like with like fighting games or something, and he just springs out of nowhere. He does something. He's like, oh no, it's a thing that I was well accustomed to until I see Child's Play. Like, oh, that's where it's from. And this moment of horror, 
results in me just laughing hysterically <laughs> when I finally <laughs> catch on to what's what. But if you were watching it in the, uh, in '88 or you know, before <clears throat> the advent of the internet, or mm-hmm. you didn't have a, you didn't have like a brother like mine who would who's insisting on making us laugh as much as we can, then, you know, this would be terrifying. Uh, I, I'll be honest, I don't remember. I forgot where I was going with this. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you know what? It's too honestly. <laughs> we are what ten minutes in, and I successfully derailed this. Twelve podcast. minutes and thirty-nine seconds, actually, good. Sir. A new record. Yeah, yeah I haven't even finished my drink yet, so and this is pretty impressive. I'm, I'm on my second, my second glass of wine. So uh, that, that's twelve minutes in, and I'm drunk. <laughs> yeah. I'm drunk every episode I do, though. So my apologies. <laughs> You're not supposed what, to tell him that. You, that's, that's, un, that's unveiling the, you're, the you're, secret. It's a peek behind the curtain. Yeah, exactly. It's a you're not True. supposed to do that. Um, <clears throat> but so, mm. I, I, as I mentioned previously on, uh, like when we we're talking before we started recording, I came into this this series with high hopes. Um, from what you guys told, uh, when I say you guys, I mean Monica and Vashad where you guys told me about the panel at Comic-Con, I was like, oh, right. It sounds like they're on the right track. And then I watched the first two episodes, and I was incredibly disappointed. Um, let's start with off with, like, the reason why. It was primarily the kills. Like, I understand, you know, like, I understand Chucky kind of skirts that line now. It kind of fell under the whole Kruger or the Nightmare on Elm Street thing where it became went from being a serious horror or a quote serious horror series to a comedic horror series. But that kill with the father, I thought that was fucking stupid. He drinks the father's whiskey, then vomits on him and over an open circuit, like in a fuse box and electrocutes him. I personally thought that was stupid, just complete moronic. And then that's the only kill that episode. And then the next episode, the only kill is the housekeeper for um, Jake's cousin, right? right? Who we have no emotional attachment to whatsoever. It sucks that she died. Trust me. It sucks that anyone died or is murdered. But at the same time, we have no – as an audience, we have no emotional attachment to this housekeeper. So – why waste a kill for that? You know, kills, in my opinion, are supposed to be impactful. They're supposed to mean something. Even red herring kills in like a slasher series should mean something. Like there's that uh, uh, parody movie called, or like a mockumentary series called Behind the Mask. I don't know if any of you have seen it. Uh, was it The Rise of Leslie Vernon? Yes, yes, Love exactly. It. Yeah, that exposed it was kind of like almost like scream in a way where scream was like self-aware of like the tropes of horror but still engaged into in them um it did the same exact thing and after seeing that right it, it kind of makes you as an audience member aware of what they should be doing when it comes to kills and how to make the kills impactful so after episode two like i said i stopped watching i didn't watch episode three didn't watch episode four. Didn't watch episode five. Didn't go back until episode six when Vishon was uh, not Vishon. Sorry, uh, Janine <laughs> was like, "You have to come back." She's like, "I understand. Like they, you know, the kills. I understand where you're coming from, but episode six, you have to come back because they actually make an impactful kill." And she was 100 percent right. They made an impactful kill, and they made it come off in a way that. <clears throat> and as you guys have seen the series, you know what I'm talking about. The kill in particular. Um, 
why it matters so much. So that's when I started watching again. So my knowledge on episodes three, four, and five are kind of muddled and basically off of whatever um, Janine told me. Mm-hmm. Um, but going from six forward, I was hooked back into the series. Welcome back. <laughs> you realize you're highly mistaken. Oh, 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 oh. First off, first off, and then he was out, and then he came back, and he's like, "This ain't so bad." It's like it, it got better. It got better. You promised that you would improve, and you did improve. I I appreciate it. Thank you. Does that mean I'm going to go back and watch it when you were when you were garbage? No, I'm not. Okay, I'm not going to waste my time. Um, but I will watch the the better version of you. So. I would say that there are things in episode in episodes three, four, and five that are that are there. But oddly enough, sometimes it's not just about the kills; it's about the relationship from the other characters that progress. Oh yeah, no, obviously. But I was also I, I was primarily focusing on the kills, especially since this is a slasher horror genre. And something that people tend to gravitate in this genre are the kills, how they're executed, who they're executed upon, and right. whether there is some sort of emotional attachment. Like I was watching uh, Black Friday uh, today with um, Janine. Which one? And, uh, the the yeah. one with Bruce Campbell. Oh, okay. Was it good? Was it fun? Was it fun at least? It, it, it's this is the way I say. It's a fun movie. Okay. Ooh, okay. It's that's not all. a movie. It's not a movie you're going into and expecting like The Thing or Halloween or Psycho with Anthony Perkins. You know, you're not. Wait, just wait. Expect- tell me, does, does Michael J. White spin kick a zombie? That's all I want to know. No, no. <laughs> and actually, honestly, um, do you mind if I spoil it for you or no? No, don't spoil it for me. Don't spoil it. Okay. I don't want it to be another undercover um, brother two situation. For me. No. So, <laughs> so Michael Michael J. White White the hook. Can't say it, is my favorite character in that movie, and that's saying something because I love Bruce Campbell from Evil Dead. Um, Bruce mm. Campbell's character, in my opinion, in in this movie, is insufferable. Um, oh, so, yeah, I'm insufferable. curious. I'm definitely curious. In my opinion, uh, we could have very different opinions, but you yeah, know, I, it's, it's hard to not like that dude. I know it, it very much is. Even when he was playing Sam in Burn Notice, right. like yeah, like if you could stand Sam, you should be able to stand pretty much most of Bruce Campbell's roles. Right. Uh, I found his. I don't know if it's because of like a personal like connection in the retail market that uh, maybe like it reminded me of people that were like that and I, know I didn't too many people like. like this. Yeah, so maybe that might have influenced it. But I, again, without I can't say anything without spoiling it. But let's just say his character was insufferable. But Michael Jai uh, White was my favorite character. All right, perfect. in that in that entire in that movie, um, I can't go anything beyond that because you guys don't want spoilers. But yeah, he was, and he let's just say he was the most resourceful character too. Everyone, everyone in that movie were a bunch of like slobbering, dribbling, like <laughs> completely useless people, right? If everyone was like uh, Michael J. White, that movie could have ended completely differently, but or would have resulted completely differently. But unfortunately, they weren't, um, and that's all I can really say without spoiling anything. Um, right. I'll take it. Watch that movie if you're looking for a popcorn movie. That, that's what I'm saying. Got my my overridden bucket right here. <laughs> there you go. I'll be honest. I'm 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 amazed I was able to get that out in one shot. <laughs> so that's that's perfect for me tonight. But uh, let, let's go. let's go back to you know like I was saying previously. Um, because it is a slasher genre movie, that is what people tend uh, audiences that aren't us essentially or people who are like into horror in general. Uh, tend to g- gravitate towards. That's why 
franchises like Final Destination are so successful. You know, they want to see like that movie's literally kill people simulator. You know? yeah. yeah. So that's why I kind of lent, uh, leaned in with the kills in particular. And I, I do know stuff that did happen in the previous episodes. Um, I feel like the relationship between uh, Alexi's um, uh, sister was kind of a missed opportunity, in my opinion, because I felt like they developed that like quite significantly. And then they never really did anything with it, if that makes sense. <clears throat> Yeah, I feel like, hmm, that's a good, that's a good I'm trying to think how much of it is just missed opportunity and how much of it's stuff that they're going to be setting up for another for season. season. Two. Correct, yeah. But because I feel it, like it's they... also until like that last episode where they just like, oh no, we're getting another one. Is that what they're holding off on or is it because we just didn't think this through? But part of also it, part of it is, hey, it's been one guy doing this for the last, well, pretty much almost 40 years at this point. So, and I don't know if it's things that he's forgotten to bring up or things he's very, very slow burning. Um, I mean, the fact that they brought up a lot of Easter eggs, like, for instance, like, I even had to bring this up to uh, Janine. I'm like, because she was questioned, like, is Seed canon? Like, she kept, like, asking me that. And I'm like, I, I'm like, yes, it is. And she's like, how? Like, what, what, what's, what grounds it in canon? I'm like, well, where do you think, uh, 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 Tiffany, I almost said Tilly, which is the actress who plays her, uh, okay. Tiffany, got the explosives from she says it outright i got these from galinda or uh, sorry glenda which also leads to like you know unfortunately like, which also has the unfortunate implications of oh hey looks like it looks like this kid is also succumbed to to his parents influence exactly despite, <laughs> despite the ending of seed of chucky right yeah or it, which, it should uh, be happy endings and such oh no it's not <clears throat> yeah no it seems like they they succumbed and uh <laughs> tiffany had a change of heart Right. And then we have, of course, the Tiffany doll at the end, which people, you know, if we remember Seed of Chucky, that might not be Tiffany. That could actually be Tilly in Jennifer Tilly, the actress who played. It's so fucking weird. Uh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Who plays actually Tiffany in the movie Inside the Doll. Yeah. Because that's where Chucky started getting a little self-referential, like like fourth wall Deadpool breaking type of thing. Right. Although technically it starts, it honestly starts in in Bride of Chucky, but it's yes. not it's not yes. as overt until we get to start starting in the seed of Chucky. Yeah, like like you were saying with with Bride, it, at least for me, it came off as like you were saying, like like we're, we're kind of skirting that line, and then as soon as Seed comes along, we fully went into the deep end. How do you feel that? Disclaimer: I do not wish death on children. <laughs> or on a show even mm -hmm. though a lot of horror fans sometimes want to see a child die just out of curiosity i guess but how do you feel how do you feel that he got he finally got a kid he could never get andy but he got some 13 year old kid that's well, that's, that's uh, a, i feel like that's another weird thing because like if you really think about it let's go back to like the the icons of the genre, Jason, who you know for a fact never does. No matter how many opportunities he gets to, he never goes after children. Freddie, well, Freddie is well, we know about Freddie, but once he's back in the real world, he never actually kills any kids. He just goes after no. teenagers and adults. Yep. Michael Michael Myers, he's the exception because even though he doesn't overtly go after children, if there happens to be one in his way, he may or may not decide to kill that child. Yeah, he's inconsistent. <laughs> it depends on who. 
what what timeline we're looking at, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, yeah but I feel I feel like Chucky's the only one who would act who who's been actively going at. Although it's weird because and I does it really count if it's the same child for for thirty years? Well, here's the thing. I think the reason why Chucky kind of has that um, lends itself well is the fact that Chucky is a doll. You know, dolls are reminiscent of a. This is me getting way too psychological and philosophical. <laughs> um, oh, dolls are dolls are reminiscent of a child's plaything, right? You mm -hmm. have a doll now that is possessed by a serial killer, right? You put this child. This uh, child symbolizes like innocence, right? And it's one of its purest forms, right? And is being assailed by a serial killer in something that should be its plaything. Think how. Like from a philosophical standpoint, how and if if uh, academic dice is listening to this, how deep that can be. <laughs> well, it's oh, yeah, cause... that, but it's also his whole master plan was kind of corrupting that whole innocence to begin with. Well, it because wasn't... he wanted to get the body himself inside a body because he was going to suspect the kid. Well, originally and he just it wasn't himself <clears throat> over. Originally, yeah, it wasn't about corrupting. It was originally just taking over Andy's body. Yeah, um, well, yeah. And in, in the original, the only reason he wants Annie's body is because he didn't know how that spell worked until he did it, and yep. until the dude who taught him how to do it explained how it actually works. Yeah. Dembala. Which is, I feel like, honestly, out of all that we've seen, the fact that he has he's an active practitioner is the part that's sort of the most unbelievable, if only because nothing, nothing about the rest of Chucky says, hey, voodoo's my deal. Yeah. Except for literally like the beginning of the film, maybe, and then um, and in, the like, in the yeah, show, it's like it's a hobby, which is something I hope they explore in season two. I honestly, I think if something that's going to really take off in season two or will help season two take off, in my opinion, is if they do explore the voodoo, like the actual voodoo and mysticism of it, without actually explaining how the mysticism works. Because if you explain how it works, the mysticism is gone. Because yeah. they do like, especially like in Cult of Chucky, they do very like offhandedly tap onto how he's still in, like not only is he able to do what he's doing now, but how he's essentially upgraded himself. Mm -hmm. But again, he never explained. He's he just says voodoo. Yeah, I, it, I found this thing on the internet with voodoo in it, and then it got me to do this. And here we go. Yeah, it it, it kind of comes off, currently comes off as a MacGuffin. Um, and the problem with the MacGuffin is once everyone realizes it's a MacGuffin. Uh, the subsequent sequels are not going to be as impactful because that MacGuffin is now exposed and everyone knows it's just a MacGuffin. I love right. saying that word, MacGuffin. That's uh, kind of that's <laughs> kind of like, that's kind of the part from that la the, the last episode where he where they finally where they attempt to MacGuffin away. How was Chucky able to fight grown grown adults with a with a doll's body? It's like it's it's dumb it's it's Dembala that. Yeah. How do you how do you think? I, why do you like? That was the part that was weird. Like, were like, no, I wasn't going to ask that question, but since you did, here we go. I think I think the series might serve well if it listens to Brandon Sanderson's Rule on Magic. So, <laughs> I prefer the Lucy Lawless brand, like Rule on Magic, where if you have to ask, a wizard did it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah. I I, I do hope that they, they do explore a little bit more of the voodoo element of it, but not go too much into it. Maybe show the voodoo element. Uh, show and not tell, if that makes sense. Um, show through what the characters are doing, particularly Chucky, I guess, in this case. And don't right. ex explicitly say, oh, I can do this because chapter three, subsection two of this chapter involving Dembala means I can do this and shatter my soul and do this and this and this. No. 
just show us through actions and then hopefully the audience can pick up on it you know it's something i do as a storyteller slash writer i i try to leave little to like actual ex like actually exposition but that's just me because i'm trying to think i i imagine because he's not i'm trying to think how i'm trying to think the best way to this to to get my point is what i'm trying to say because a lot of a lot of these plans seem to be kind of ridiculous to be to be frank like, they no, they 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 definitely are. They definitely it's are. Like, how does this, how does he working? And I was like, oh, that's right, because he's targeting dumb these dumb dumb teens. That's yeah. why that's why no one seems to be no one seems to be catching on to what Chucky's doing until it's way too late. And why the one dude who who does know what's going on is locked in an insane asylum at the end of the last film. <clears throat> to answer Monica's uh, question about you know the you know besides going onto a typical neon night tangent about <laughs> what we view as our top. Child's Play movies. Who wants to start that off? I'll start it off. Um, so, obviously, I'm moving on with the first movie. Mm-hmm. Just because it's starting everything all in game, the whole premise behind everything. But then, I'm going to have to say Curse and Shutting would be my setting. Oh, interesting. Good choice. Very Just because they kind of established more of what went going on right before in the first movie. Mm-hmm. And then kind of laying out foundation that I really, really liked. So and then when they kind of started going with it. To, to yeah. add to what you were saying, uh, we talked about this on the first Sawtooth Smiles podcast. Because uh, that was actually the, tr- the film that Jim had chosen. And I, I watched that film with like a fine tooth comb. I pulled like a freaking... Uh, Sherlock Holmes on it, and I was paying attention to every single detail, everything from the like, what's the symbolism behind the painting of this flower? And lo and behold, that symbolized that actually meant something. But yeah, mm-hmm. no, Curse of Chucky was definitely. I, I have to agree that that film is that film is like top notch. So go ahead. Oh yeah, it definitely was. And then if I'm going further down the list, uh, I think it's more nostalgia than anything else. But I'm probably going with the second movie. Let me kind of emphasize more of the madness they started in the first movie with, hmm, everybody who doesn't know Shotty's actually alive since, and it's just fucking crazy. And I kind of like that angle and the small mystery for the people who didn't know how that developed until the end. And then from there, I'm gonna have to go Ryan Shutty. <clears throat> then I really hated seeing the Shutty, to be honest. We all did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I, I, I don't know, it was too much of a comedy for me. <laughs> so that's like really, really down there. I guess I'm gonna go on Cult of Shutty. Then uh, Child Play number three. Yeah, I really didn't like that one of much either. I like certain parts of it. But I found it to be, um, I don't know, it's too different. And then, uh, I guess in last place would be the scene of Shotty. To end the movie for me in my writing. What about you guys? Uh, who wants to take the next? <clears throat> Yeah, I don't think my I don't think my list differs too much from yours. You know, definitely, definitely Child's Play one, top of the list first and foremost. Curse of Chucky, only because of as as different as it is, how how much how different it is depending on the setting, 
with this new with this quote unquote new family who we're thinking is just a new set of victims versus oh no, this is Chucky coming back for for an old score. Then then two despite how despite how traumatized I was at two, two was <laughs> <laughs> she was, was something that, okay, I like the continuation of this, and especially with the things that, until you watch it again later, or if you don't notice it the first time, like, like the first scene, and like with the good guy, with that good guy doll company, they admit full well that, oh no, Chicago PD knows full well what happened, because they believe the officers who told them. They're just not going to tell anybody, tell anybody else. <laughs> yeah, Because we, they... we can't explain it away. And they, they actually forced uh, Detective Mike to lie and say, no, no, it wasn't Charles Lee Ray possessing a doll. Exactly. And got, is... got Andy's mom committed, which is why he's in foster care in the first place. Yep. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> which I feel like, considering the show, doesn't really bring it up because we're not really focusing on Andy. I think but, it's yeah. the fact that maybe Catherine Hicks just doesn't want anything, not necessarily doesn't want anything to do with it, but just doesn't seem like someone who's interested in coming back to that part of her right. career, if that makes sense. Like, and I, as, much, as sad as, as disappointing as it is for us as a fan, like, look, I get it. It's, yeah. Yeah. It's been how long at this point for you to try and bring, to try and delve back into this kind of, it's, it's a, it's, it's quagmire isn't the word I want to use for it, but well, over two that, decades. it kind of is. So. Like, yes, I can see, you know, getting that- she yeah. got that seven heavens money. She don't want that. <laughs> yeah, she, she established herself as a, a wholesome figure. She's like, um, do I really want to go back to a series where there's a serial killer possessing a doll trying to kill my son? Maybe not. And I know that. And I know, like, if you saw the Curse of Chucky, um, <clears throat> the Curse of Chucky, like, like post credit scene, you do know that she found yeah, things do work out for her. She does get out, but mm-hmm. still, it's that's still like, like, so, like there's a lot of um, a lot of stuff to play with. That's right with it with the. Uh, the potential, I just think. Uh, there's that, Bride of Chucky. Mostly because after Child's Play 3, it's like, okay, I guess this franchise is, is over. And yeah. it has a lackluster fashion. Oh, no. It's the, it's the late 90s. We can, we've can we got we've got an avenue to take with this, and they certainly did. It wasn't what I would have yeah. thought to take, but it worked. They, uh, they, <clears throat> they went, like I said earlier, they went the route of the Nightmare on Elm Street where it became less about horror and it became more comedic. Yeah, the scene where Chucky is trying to explain to Catherine Heigl and her boyfriend exactly what's going on, and he realizes he's not going to be able to pull it off in this conversation. And he just, you know what? If this were a movie, it'd take two or three sequels for me to explain this all to you. That, that's the kind of that's the kind of meta humor they were dealing with. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I like that part. Yeah. Uh, after after Bride of Chucky, I I think Cult of Chucky would get there. I think culture can come like I don't like I'm unlike um, I guess unlike Mike I actually enjoy Cold of Chucky, I do like the whole aspect of okay here's someone who knows full well what's going on, but since she's lumped in with lumped in with everyone else in this asylum, there's no reason to believe her, and <clears throat> and then there's the things where instead of Chucky trying to kill her for some reason he's actively saving her life or protecting her from things when he, whenever he can, which it, which also adds a layer of intrigue as to what exactly his end game was which you know. You've seen the movie is hey I'm selling your body yeah pretty much and it's and it's and, in, and I think it's in cult that he kind of established this weird set of boundaries that he has with people like he'll like like in the show like he established like, look, he's not he's not exactly homophobic he's not tolerant but he's not going to be outwardly homophobic towards <laughs> like Jake for example who's who's coming in terms of his own sexuality he's not gonna he's not gonna judge you for it or use that as a reason to kill you or anything he's like, 
I'm going to kill you. I'm just going to kill you because you're like an asshole to me. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> but which like, is why, which is when early on he was trying to motivate Jake to <laughs> kill. Like, hey, I only kill douchebags. It's okay if you only kill douchebags, kid. He just has a very <laughs> loose definition of douchebag. Like, hey, yes. you actually mean, or like the baby, or like the the maid in the second episode, someone who sprayed him in the face with a cleanser because he thought he was a, because she generally thought he was a doll. A doll, exactly. <laughs> and then he pushed again. Like I said, that's what turned me. Like, uh, yeah, go on. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I get it. But like, in in Curse of Chucky, when he finds out that the therapist has been sexually assaulting Nika the whole time, he's equal parts confused and angry. Mm-hmm. But he doesn't do anything about it until he's in an advantageous position to do so. It's one of the rare times where he's like, "Oh no, he actually he didn't have to kill that kill that dude." It's like, because there's nothing about this dude that says, "Oh, he needs to die." Like, no, he did it for her. And but then again, it's also part of the look. I'll do something nice for you when it works out for me, because you know, body jacket. Then after, then I think after Cold, it goes to Child's Play three. Just not a fan of just. Uh, just the military, the, the the military school setting wasn't really all that can. Yeah, yeah I agree. The, the swap of the actors as well for which is, uh, Andy, which was weird because yeah, I just I don't know what is what it is like. I know the guy that plays Andy, who's been playing him like back in the first two and then now in the series, is like uh, he's not the he's not the he's not what I came for for the for the Chucky show or any of the movies really. But he was a far sight better than the guy that got to play him in Child's Play three. Yeah, yeah, significantly. Which, if you've seen the the Dungeons Dragons movie, yeah, you're you're also not there for him either. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, with Mark, with uh, what's his face, uh, Jeremy Marlon Irons, Marlon oh, yeah. Wayans. At least yeah. Marlon Wayans news is news is bad, so he's he was just going full full ham. Yeah, yeah, and like his his character's death was actually somewhat motivational. Um. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you have to child's oh, play. Man. I guess that's a child's play three. It just dropped right down to just right down to see to Chucky, which. It has a lot of people I like in it. It's just not a movie that I enjoyed. I it's just, a new comedy movie. It's just watching a new shotty movie. Look, it, it, it look it has what you call it, it has John Waters as a skeezy paparazzo who see, who full on sees Chucky, but every time he does, he just assumes it's a little person doing weird adult things. So he doesn't he just writes it off like, ah, okay. Yeah, and that's part of the reason why some of my friends call me Chucky in that movie. God, that's... <laughs> yeah, yeah, when you yeah. told me that, I was like, shake my head. I'm like, Dude, yeah, no, nah, I am a, a my friend. One of my best friends, she calls me Chucky. She even got me a hoodie oh, for like, on it for Christmas. And I was like, <laughs> 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 and I, yeah. So nice. every time I'm an asshole, she calls me Chucky. So. Yep. No, it's, it's, it's a way to ground you, it seems. Yeah, it, well, it's like ninety percent of the time he calls me shot easier early, so it worked out. <laughs> well, well, that's me. What about? That's a bad thing about me. Short, Rob. You get called shot. Yeah. No. <laughs> what about what about you, uh, Monica? Me. Yes. Yes. yes, yes, you, Monica. You raised the question to begin with. All right. What does our Lady of Macabre think of the Child's Play franchise and their ranking? Well, <laughs> the first one, because I think every child saw the first Child's Play, and that definitely was creepy because there's the suspense of not seeing Chucky become alive until 
halfway through the film is very creepy. So I would say number one. I would put also number two as number two because I think out of all the movies, the Chucky doll is terrifying number two with all that biting stuff, how crazy he looks angry. Mm -hmm. I think that second doll in the second film is terrifying. Just like thinking about the face like really creeps me out. Also, if, I don't know if you remember, Monica, at the panel that we went to at Comic-Con, Mancini says the design for Chucky for the series is primarily based on the Child's Play 2 design for that, exactly. for that exact reason. That is correct, Vashani. That is very true, which is why that series makes up for so many films. And I highly push this show on everyone listening to it. It's really good. There were a lot of horror, horror movie-based shows out there that are shit. Chucky oh, is not. Oh yes, yes. Chucky, uh, I was impressed at Comic Con. I was like, "Wow, I am impressed." Um, well, you showing me. I'm gonna have to watch right now. Oh, do having, you have to? Having watched the most recent season of American Horror Story, I can confirm this. Um, <laughs> we will get back to that. That. Um, uh, I, um, I, I would just say this: um, the first like four episodes or five episodes of American Horror Story. Not bad uh, this season. The rest, complete dumpster fire. Go on. I, I saw the first <clears throat> first episode of this new season, and I couldn't get into it. I got into it because it, it kind of hit me on home because I am a writer as well. So, okay. And I love that Stephen king S thing where it's always about a writer going through some sort of metaphorical thing, which is supposed to be for like substance abuse and so forth. Um, yeah, go on. Sorry. I, <laughs> uh, I would say the third one... Oh, I guess I would do Curse. I just, okay. I, again, that was another film I saw in the series that I was like, oh, God, another sequel is going to be so stupid. Saw it and I was like, whoa, very impressed. Uh, fourth, Bride of Chucky. Um, I think it came out at the right time. Chucky becomes very campy at this one, but I think. It's just really fun. And then everything goes from hell from there. Uh, my fifth would be Curse, which I really enjoyed Curse. Another one that surprised me, Curse. And then number three, and then Seed of Chucky, which I really want to know why Don Mancini wrote that script and thought that would be awesome. I don't know how he goes from scary to like fun then stupid, and then going mm-hmm. back to being like really good. I don't get it. Well, did he write <clears throat> all of them? Yeah. No. Wait, we didn't. I thought he wrote okay. all of them. Wait, I don't think. He, I don't think he wrote the third one. Hmm. I think I. Th- I know the third one he didn't write. I think he he got credit as like a story or just you know because of his well, characters. He, well, he's gotten the written by credit, but he may. It may have been a he's the he, it may have been the story. Like, so he's the one credited for it. So uh, here's here's the sad thing. Uh, apparently, he's been the writer for every single um, Chucky movie, Child's Play included, uh, all the Child's Play movies um, going into the Chuck when it started becoming Chucky. And here's the sad part: he became director. His first directorial debut for the Chucky slash Child's Play franchise was Seed Chucky. of Chucky. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, but uh, what redeems him a little bit is the fact that he was also the directorial, the director of Curse of Chucky, but 
also the director for Cult of Chucky, so he's kind of batting two for three for, uh, in my opinion, shit. But go on. Well, I feel like by the time you get to Curse of Chucky, or like get to Cult of Chucky, if you if you know you're gonna watch the show, you're kind of you're kind of oh, yeah. what's going to be happening. So yeah, pretty much. If you're right. not in the back then already, it's gonna be hard. It's not gonna win you over. You know what you're getting into. Right. <laughs> By the way, I would like to point out that so far, nobody has put the remake in the list. Um, that says a lot. <laughs> well, well, because I think we've kind of established that the remake yeah, is not really part of the universe. Proper. It's not part yeah. of the universe. Yeah, exactly. Unless something happens in this next season where it turns out, oh no, there's a multiverse of Chucky's. <laughs> oh, please don't. That's a trend. I, uh, I'm going to say this is, this, is, this is kind of like on a tangent. Doctor Who, ever since Marvel started like pushing their their multiverse stuff every other like sci-fi thing has been pushing everything from the new star trek series as well as doctor who i haven't i I don't care about doctor who ever since uh series 10 of the the reboot right it's fucking garbage in my opinion um uh after series you know series nine is where it kind of like peaked and kind of just it is where it is but yeah no everything's been trying to do a multiverse ever since the 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 concept was in not the fact that it was acknowledged that it was possible, but rather the concept was uh, executable through Marvel via Endgame, right? Everyone seems to now be hopping on the multiverse uh, bandwagon, and it is incredibly frustrating. And I hope Chucky does not do that, in mm. my opinion. See, I feel like I'm afraid that I, since I put it out there in the universe, it could definitely happen now, which is probably. <laughs> Michelle, it's all your fault, Michelle. I'm I mean, sorry, no, but look, even after, even after but, I gave you that compliment of Jorman Gander, you, you, you just you break my heart. <laughs> but you look, break my okay. heart, bro. But you know, look, I, you could, look, you could at least get a, it could be like a, what you call it, a, a showdown between Mark Hamill and then Brad Dourif. It would, Brad Dourif, I think, would win. Yeah. <laughs> as comedic as it would be, I think Brad Dourif would win because he'd have like a billion different Chuckies versus the one like but, smart Chucky. Yeah, but smart. remember, smart Chucky can control machines. And drones. Yes, you're not wrong. Yeah. That All right. I feel, like, I feel like I feel like I can we can redeem this. We just gotta, gotta, this gotta is, see now now we're we're kind of like going into Freddy versus Jason territory where it's like Chucky versus Chucky territory, <laughs> <laughs> which I don't want to get into. Well, let's, let's, let's be frank. Chucky can't really fight any of the other horror icons. Because he's a doll. Um, <laughs> he, yeah. Unless he starts really leaning into the voodoo, but that's never been his thing. His voodoo has always been last-ditch efforts to not die. Not like he, he taps he taps into some sort of like like archaic voodoo that's like even goes first further past like Dimbala and all that, and somehow Pinhead gets involved. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, your pain will be suffering, you know. You're like, you know. <laughs> and then uh, Chucky's like, bring it, bitch. <laughs> and he comes in with a hammer. He starts like nailing in like the heads and uh, the nails in Pinhead's head. Which is it's a weird week. I'll be honest. It's a weird weakness for Chucky that oh no, you are a doll, but you have the, you have all the you have all the downsides of being an actual person as well. Which means yeah, it sucks. <laughs> the only downside is if you get decapitated, you just don't. You won't immediately die. No, no. <laughs> yeah, which like away. going to uh, like Child's Play too when they brought him back by actually like reconstructing the doll, yeah. and then all of a sudden that freak lightning storm brought him back. Right. Which is weird because there's still a hole in his chest and they never fix that. Nope. (laughs) We just put a new set of overalls over it and so it's it's fine. That's it. Yep. 100%. Monica, were you done? uh... (laughs) Oh, yes. Yes, I got my list done. Okay. 
right. my list my list is no it's all don't be sorry um you didn't do anything wrong uh yeah. my list wait what nothing oh <laughs> yeah, I bet you yeah. <laughs> my list is um it's like uh child's play one child's play two curse of chucky and uh that's pretty much it that's it that's it that's it um uh as again bride wasn't terrible seed was uh an abomination uh cult was an abomination um wasn't that bad it's hold on when from a horse no can you cult or seed. Seed was There's worse. Only one, okay. No, seed, 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 seed was definitely worse. Colt. There's only one right answer. See, Colt. Colt. The one thing I will respect Colt on is the level, because again, that was all practical effects with Colt. Right. Right. The level of dedication to do that scene where you have like the four, three, four Chucky dolls talking to each other. Like as much as I don't like Colt, that level of dedication to execute that scene is something. Mm-hmm. Right, that 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 matters. But when it comes to like acknowledge like what fits like my timeline, it's like the same thing when I do Halloween, right? Um, for 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 Child's Play, it's one, two, and Curse. I think those are the top three films, and honestly, everything else is kind of just, in my opinion, um, flat. Just like in when it comes to Halloween, my favorite films for Halloween are literally one and two. After two, I think. Halloween, you know, Halloween is done. Loomis is dead. Myers is dead. Um, yeah. And that's it. You know, Frankenstein. Mm-hmm. I can't even say Frankenstein kills the Frankenstein monster, but I think that's kind of the concept they were going for in Halloween, in my opinion. But yeah, that, that's that's my short list. Um, the remake should not have been, in my opinion, titled Child's Play. I think it should have been just something else entirely different, um, where it's a toy that we know the story uh, anyone who's listening to this and has seen the film understands the origin of this the, the toy and why because it, it kind of does reflect the uh the maltreatment of these uh international manufacturing yeah, hubs. Yeah. yes exactly like uh, like i was telling you Ernie, like uh, for instance like the the iphone building ha- does have suicide nets outside the manufacturing because of the the, the maltreatment yeah that's pretty insane when you think about it yeah, which is what I actually, which is I think it, why I uh, understanding the the knowledge of what goes behind the fact of like you know all that international manufacturing, um, which is why I probably am not super critical about the Child's Play, uh, the remake, because of the fact that it actually accurately, in some way, depicts the environment in which those workers are treated in. Yeah. Yeah. I get you. Yeah. Alright, now that we've kind of established our list here, is there anything from the movie, like a particular kill or anything like that, that really, really sits out to you guys from the movies? Or in the show? I mean, I haven't seen the show, but by all means, any no kills? Um, Vash, uh, Monica, do you guys want to begin this? Um... <clears throat> well, I would say the best kills are definitely in this art is in part two. There's just something really <laughs> creepy. I no, I truly think the second film is the darkest one. Oh, it definitely is. And that the like, kill is just that doll looks so fucking angry. 
and scary and <laughs> it's just all like all those kills are vicious with Remember yeah. when you killed the teacher? Yo, how how many kids were like, yo, I would totally beat the shot my teacher with that ruler too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna paint the fifth. <laughs> but, I mean, I've never, I, I personally never been there, but I can see why you would do that. But you know what was what was also a creepy one, and it's not even um, how can I put it? It's not even like the best kill, but there's just it's just to show you that even though it's you know you know Chucky's like what two feet tall? Uh, he's yeah, like, yeah. two and a half to three feet. You know it's it's not the best, it's not the most like original kill, but there's something creepy about it when he's um strangling the executive in the car with the plastic bag. Chucky is 30 inches. Chucky's 30 inches tall, by the way. 30 inches tall. Even though he's 30 inches tall, there's something really creepy about it. It doesn't play off as silly. There's just something about that, that scene. Maybe it's the way the guy's acting, even though some people are like, as the saying goes, came and act their way out of the bag. Something about that scene is just <laughs> really it's unsettling. I don't know if anyone can remember. No, I remember. Yeah. That scene. It's just something about that just yeah. doesn't feel Well, it was so realistic. It, well, yeah, um, no, it was it kind of reminded me, it's weird enough, it kind of reminded me of the Luca Brasca scene in uh, Godfather. Oh, yeah. Where, oh. Yeah. Yeah, 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 no, 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 that's not the one. Where, where he, we're talking about Child's Play too, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. It reminds me of the Luca scene where Luca gets strangled out with the garrote. And in this case, where it's the garrote with Chucky, it's the plastic bag. I mean, with the way he pulled me over mm-hmm. and the way just that the air and the day would be sucked out of him, and it looked too real. Yeah, no, absolutely. Like, it was really, that's what made it sick. Like, a lot of the kills, especially in the first two movies, just looked too goddamn real. Even in the first one, where he went, he left the two in the the guy in the psychiatric ward, who was you went to Andy, and just when the body shook from the some home electrodes, like it added this realism and this visceralness that it was made you go, ugh, like it really looks like he's actually doing it. It kind of would freak you out. Sorry, not to take away from the important one. Uh, <laughs> no, no, no. It's something worth bringing up. I, I'm actually currently looking for the that Luca Brasi death scene right now. That yeah, that where he kicks up the windshield, trying to get. Yeah. yeah, no, I'm gonna bring. It up. Oh, actually, I'll just send it to you guys right now. Uh, I think I found a one, one. And because Luca's like a character, like is a. I think we're getting off topic, but uh, I think the reason why the Luca scene works so well in Godfather's Luca is this like larger, from what they've established, almost as like larger than life character. Mm-hmm. And the fact that he's able to be done in like that kind of shows the tumultuousness of the, you know, the, the nature of that like Corleone mafia style like life. So yeah, if you guys want to watch that later, I just uh, sent it in the chat. Nice, nice. Um, well, not yeah. nice, nice in that it's going to be nice, but nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. But um, yeah, which is kind of like what what that kind of reminded me of, you know, um, when it came to Child's Play too. And I was like, ah, the fact that you were able to evoke a Godfather one type of emotion 
for me in this film about a killer doll uh, says something, especially considering who who directed the film for Godfather. So for myself, just I feel like a lot of the deaths that stuck with me the most are the ones that happened to Chucky himself because I know for like the first three, it gets it gets pretty almost rescue 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 Tinian. Oh yeah, well he yeah, I mean that dude yeah, that dude is like a metaphor even whether it's intended or not. He is like a metaphor for Rasputin. The dude like like in Child's Play 2 has like molten plastic or rubber, whatever that was, poured on top of him and then gets like a a tube of air stuck in his mouth and explodes and in some way is brought back. Um well, you're forgetting before, even before then, he had to rip his own hand off because it got caught in the gate. Yep. <laughs> then, he had, yep. then he had both of his legs broken off when he got stuck in that stuck in that toy machine. Yep. No. Yeah. No. Exactly. Hundred percent. Like he. Like when you say rat, uh, I keep. I. I didn't even realize it before, but yeah, that's actually a very good way of describing. It. It's very Rasputin like. Going know? back to the first movie, he's 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 burned alive, then shot to pieces, then decapitated. Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. Like it kind of reminds me of Hellboy. It's like, you know, after being poisoned and bludgeoned and shot and decapitated, it's like <laughs> he still survived. You know, I'm like, oh well. <laughs> get, like, he, like the third one is the one where he gets off the lightest, and even then, he has half of his head sheared off by a by an by an industrial fan where he gets thrown in. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, which they kind of, I, if I'm not mistaken, in the 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 series, they kind of like play a nod to that when uh, his face gets like like melted right and in the last episode he lists all he lists off all the ways he's died as things to avoid when you get into this line of work mm-hmm. which <laughs> like, being, like being shot or stabbed or which means he's which means he's very self-aware like i wonder if chucky is ultimately the like a metaphor like whether it be literal or maybe you know a figurative stance of a voodoo doll Considering the fact that he is associated with the voodoo-esque religion, right? Right. What if Chucky is a sentient voodoo doll? Oh, this is getting deep. Well, yeah, yeah you gotta ask the real question of who is he meant to be hurting anyway, when he gets injured? Himself. There's, see, that's the thing. With a voodoo doll, it's meant to hurt the person that is the, the it doll is designed from. Exactly. Yeah. In this case with Chucky, he is the doll and he is the person. <laughs> No one asking your point. Yeah, that's asking you running your point. Which, which I just thought of it right now. Like, what if that's the whole point of Chucky? You know, what happens when the person becomes the doll and becomes and and you know, there's there they they are the doll essentially. Yeah, that's kind of like oddly enough. Like in seed of Chucky, in seed of Chucky of all of all movies, he brings that up as to why he doesn't want to. He doesn't want to steal that that. Like I don't know if it was Jennifer Tilly's boyfriend in the movie or whoever that dude was. Oh, at the right end right. of the movie, he doesn't. At the end of the movie, he doesn't want. He doesn't want a new body anymore. It's yeah. Like, well, what if he realized that he can effectively be immortal by living in the the life of a doll? Because again, may we don't know what his motivation was for learning voodoo, right? What if they tell us in the subsequent seasons that oh, he was dying of some insert disease? Yeah, some disease here. And he learned about the fact that he could transfer his soul to something else and eventually escape that physical that that 
fleshy prison. Well, then maybe that could be why he is doesn't care about being in the doll anymore because of the fact that he is effectively quote immortal as so long as he spread like sends his soul, maybe a metaphor of his seed, which could be viewed as like right, you know, in some ways, you know, the whole you know male thing that type of thing, yeah. Um, uh, out there, so long as there's a a recipient for his soul, and he's effectively immortal. Maybe he was trying to cheat death this whole time. It's a very uh, the best way you can explain it is it's very a Frankensteinian, Frankenstein esque like right. uh, type of archetype. Yeah, that and that is what they touch upon in the last movie, of mm-hmm. last movie, last episode of the, of the yeah. season. Just oh no, technically the spell he's using is supposed to put you back in your own body, but Chucky's. Whatever he's done, he's figured out a way. He, since he's since the good guy doll is a mass-produced toy, he can just keep he can just keep throwing himself into that same body over and over, into the still same bodies over and over again, which is why he keeps getting people to kill for, or keeps now, killing people himself. Here's the thing that I question: Is he fragmenting his soul? Is it like a horror crux? From the way they were talking in the beginning of it, like well, I guess I think it was an episode was it four or five where Andy comes where you finally see what Andy's been up to. See that that's what that's what the impl- that's what the implication is that he has been fragmenting himself and that's mm-hmm. why they mean, when they get to where they thought was the last doll, which is the one we've been following up to this point, mm-hmm. that's what we're thinking. Oh no, that's what it is. Which also explains wh- why he why Chucky's been so adamant to get someone to kill for him, so he can start the process over again. Right. So if that's the case, like if if he is fragmenting his soul, what happens when that soul like is killed per se does it go like it's something they uh, as as far as i can remember they don't exactly explain or show uh does his fragment um go back to this pool of other fragments or is it gone into the ether because like you know i'm uh, i'm inclined to think the latter because the chucky that because the one chucky that tiffany kills in the last episode she confesses everything to like I'm the reason you died in the first place. I was the one who sold you out, and he says I'll get you for this. But then when you see the other Chuckies, they don't seem to know what's going. They don't seem to have any knowledge now. So I think well, yeah, be because they they have a like, like a separate. It's not like a, a hive mind, if anything, from what I realized. Right, each Chucky can act independently of the other, but they're all right. kind of united by this like singular purpose to do this one thing that the original Chucky wanted to do, if exactly. that makes sense. Yeah. Um, with that being said, does that mean, like I said, all those Chuckies, if, if you know, 10 Chuckies are killed, do those 10 Chuckies, those souls revert to like equally to the rest of the Chuckies or are those fragments gone entirely? Hmm. I feel like part of me wants to say that I guess they're just gone, but since we have a series of, of, of to work with now, that may not be the case. It's something they could very well explain in some way uh, in the uh, the future episodes. If they're going to Horcrux around, it would be gone. If they're yep. going a different kind of route, then who knows? It really depends on what they're going for, honestly. And the only person who would, I think, would know that this one would uh, Mancini, right? Right. Because yeah. there was a discussion in, in episode five of once we get rid of the last doll, what do we do with the what do we do with the one Chucky that's left, which is Nika, and and Annie and Kyle don't seem to have an answer for that. And that and that itself has a lot of questions because it shows the fact that isn't uh, rather Chucky is in control of her. Right. It, it's it's a shared thing, which means what if Chucky had successfully 
which kind of could open a doorway. What if Chucky actually was successful in imparting his part of his soul onto Andy? And it's been dormant this entire time. Hmm. Well, part of me feels like since in Child's Play 2, when he finally gets the chance to do it, it doesn't work. True, true. But what if what if it did work, right? But he didn't understand the extent of the voodoo knowledge, if that makes sense. Hmm. Like, I'm not trying to justify it. I'm just trying to maybe try like, to I'm, put some was, sort of... Right. I'm trying to think, like, well, Monica, maybe if you remember... When he finally swaps, like, puts his soul in Anika's body and cult, does the doll just, is the, is the doll just lifeless or is the doll still Chuck? Oh, God, I can't remember. Uh... Yeah, because if the doll is still the doll, then you that would be a valid point where Chucky probably thinks it didn't work. I think the doll was still alive. Yeah, like, if I'm not mistaken, like, when, when he imparted his soul onto the other doll and cult to Chucky, that doll was still sentient. But that other doll was made sentient afterwards in cult. At least that was established in cult. We're, we're, this is this is getting yeah. This is getting headier than than a conversation about Chucky has any right to be. <laughs> he's hearing this, he's like, "Fuck!" Now I gotta answer all these questions. Yeah, exactly. He's like, like "These motherfuckers are actually fucking coming with shit I didn't even think about." Now, now I gotta call Mark Hamill see if he wants to be involved in this. No, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think he would. Honestly, Mark Hamill and one of those people never just yeah, jump because, on anything that seemed fun. Yeah, because I mean, he was willing to let the Star Wars franchise become the shit that it is. I mean, wait, who said that? <laughs> hey, 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 whoa, hey, no, whoa, no, hey, no, whoa, no, hey, no, no, hey, no, hey, Fred, Fred, no. I told you, Fred, back away, back away, Fred. Uh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, man, they tricked Mark Hamill. They told they him. Wait, 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 hang on. Hey, hold up, hold up, hold up. <laughs> And we're talking about Chucky, but don't don't make Mark Hamill look like the bad guy, all right? They take <laughs> to Mark, and Mark's like, "I'll do it," and he signs it. And then they're he's they they tell him, "Hey, Mark, remember what we told you? We're changing it." And it's too late for him to back out because he signed the contract. Well, here's the thing: when it I'm comes to um, <clears throat> when it comes to Star Wars, uh, from what I discovered and what I was doing yeah. the research. Um, and it's getting a little off topic, but that is brand for Neonites. Mm-hmm. Um, the reason why they were so, I guess, in a rush to kill off the original trilogy characters is because of the fact that they would have to pay George Lucas royalties for using or any sort of original trilogy characters in As general. they should. Yes. Um, so that's why they rushed to kill Mark Hamill in Last Jedi. That's why they rushed to kill uh, Han Solo in the... Um, Force Awakens. Awakens, thank you. And unfortunately, because of what happened with Carrie Fisher and her health, that happened to just be a coincidence with that. But I'm pretty sure they probably would have followed the same route with Carrie Fisher as well, um, which is a shame. Um, honestly, I think that the new Star Wars franchise, we can actually do an entire podcast on Star Wars in general, which I think honestly we should. Mm-hmm. Um, about the, I gotta finish Clone Wars and whatnot. I get you. In my in my opinion, the failings of the Disney, should I call it the Disney Star Wars franchise? Well, not, not well, not well, not all of Disney. Just uh, I would say let's let's keep it limited to the J.J. Abrams. Yeah, but they also made some. Uh, in my opinion, this, this it skirts on the the political side. I think they made a very poor decision in firing Gina Carano. Honestly. 
Um, their decision to fire Gina Carano was uh, honestly lacked merit. Um, I, I've seen the post that they used as an example to follow, fire her. Um, and honestly, people that they currently still have employed in, in their, uh, their, their group have made worse posts and they're still around. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, I was always at the, I'll be honest, I was at the mindset of there's other things going on with that. And this yeah. was just the, the thing that popped up that he needed to, yep, here we go. This is all well, we the, the thing when it came to Gina Carano, um, again, like, again, it skirts that, that, that political thing. They got rid of her exclusively be they they the excuse was oh it's a uh, behavior clause um the behavior clause was the fact that she kind of made a post where it said uh again this is getting political so i can't you know we'll talk about this off the air right um no what's it yeah we'll talk about it off the air but i get what you're saying no i definitely get what you're saying yeah, yeah. i i think it was unjust in my opinion um getting rid of Carano. Um, will I be watching Mandalorian season three? Question mark. Um, that has to do with uh, other things, also skirting the political line. So, <laughs> um, with uh, Pedro Pascal recently, he made certain statements recently that um, have me uh, question whether I want to support someone who has certain beliefs. Is that worth? I am googling um, this as he, as we speak because now what did he say now? Um, we will talk about that off the air. <laughs> uh, if you would like, um, it's again, like I said, Neonites, not about politics. Um, and I'm doing very much so to avoid any sort of political speak. So, oh. mm -hmm. yeah, uh, for Neonites. So, we let's go back to um, Child's Play, no. as it were. You know, Monica, it I have a question for you. Yes, no, Monica. Oh, oh. my dear. Sorry, uh, where do you see the series going as of right now? Meaning that you've seen all the movies, you watch the show, and Rashad too, as far as I'm aware, you watch everything as well, right? Right. So, where do you guys see this going, the series as of right now? The I'm not series. gonna lie, wait, 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 hold up, I'm not gonna lie, only because I'm drinking. We're talking about Star Wars or Chucky? Uh, Chucky, no, <laughs> I'm trying to bring it back. Chucky, Chucky, yeah, okay. unless Brad, unless Brad uh, Dorf shows up in, in any of the sequels. <laughs> he 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 is the new Mandalorian. <laughs> That's right, um, Boba Fett. I'm here, the Mandalorian. This <laughs> is the, <laughs> the best. Uh, um, the series, well, well, the the entire franchise, I should say. I think it's making a comeback, and people are gonna forgive the films that were terrible because that series is awesome. And, you know, we have young gay teenagers, which, you know, is a positive thing to have. Mm -hmm. um, I think I think it would be a, a good a good thing. We have season two. Hopefully they keep going. And uh, I don't think they should make any more films. Personally, I think the films are done. Uh, the the series is is answering all the questions from Cursed and. I think Chucky's getting a huge comeback and I'm sure kids are going to find out about Seed of Chucky and they're going to be like, this is awful, but like, <laughs> oh my God, like binary and all that stuff, which I 100% support. Sometimes I get confused with uh, pronouns, but good things. I Overall, it's a good thing of the series because, uh, you know, we have a, uh, a gay director and he definitely puts uh 
you know, some of his personal experiences. And it's a good thing. It's it's a great show. Uh, you know, the only thing I have a problem with is that fucking what's her name? Lindsay? Lexi. Yo, listen, once again. <laughs> I was like, hang on a second. I know, I, we talked about this hold, off, hold, off, the, no, no, off the episode. No. But I was like, she hasn't brought up Lexi and I'm surprised. Yo, she's finally letting go. No, she I do <laughs> not wish nor support harm to any child in life or in film, but that fucking twat. <laughs> Lord. Listen. First off, they redeemed her way too fucking fast. Because mm-hmm. the shit she did is pretty unforgivable, and how, like, in a matter of an episode or two, they're like, Oh, I learned the error of my ways. And it's like, No, no, you're just an awful human being. You're that person that's going to inflict a lot of pain to kids in high school. Like, your character should have been gone. But, but <laughs> we are not promoting harm on children. And I don't Wait, know what, what Don Destiny was thinking, mm-hmm. but I'm sure he didn't want like kids to be like, yes, kill the bully. That's what the, she deserves. Who are we, talking, are we talking about Lexi? Fuck yeah, we're yeah. talking about that bitch. Yeah, I figured. Um, he, he, <laughs> um, I, instantly, I knew you guys were talking. I had to step away for a second. Um, I instantly knew you were talking about Lexi uh, because – Janine, that's one of the things that she was actually incredibly disappointed about with the series was the fact that Lexi never got her comeuppings in some sort of way. Not necessarily, yeah. not necessarily, not necessarily killed, but any sort of comeuppings whatsoever where she was in some got way. Away with it. Yeah, exactly. She she got away scot free with the yeah, yeah. She had to deal with Chucky, but at well, the same her, time, well, her father's dead. Does that does that count? No, 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 no. not at all. Her mother, <laughs> her, her, her mom. Because her mom is still alive and her sister's perfectly fine too. Um, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I really um, want to know now just to see how bad Lexi is. No, Lexi's really it. bad. It's kind of one of the reasons why I tuned out for episode two. Um, I, I, again, I apologize. Uh, Monica, do you want to continue what you're saying before I go into my tirade? <laughs> Listen, she didn't get anything that happened to her. I fucking hate that her boyfriend, who was the kid's cousin, he got killed before she did. I'm like, no. And he was a douche, too. No. You yes. got to show... Listen, kids. You got to show... Don Mancini, I want you to hear me. You got to put some fear into these fucking little brats. You got to show them they can't be these motherfucking bullies. You got to show them that eventually someone's going to come after them. Because these motherfuckers are getting... I'm, yo, I'm talking about trauma. Oof. But no, that little brat, that psychotic evil witch, should have died or should have had something happen. Like they should have made it seem she had more crazy shit on the phone and leaked it. Not talk about Pokemon porn and all that stuff. No, she really needed something that happened to her. Yeah, I agree 100%. Um, when it comes to Lexi, her character, for, again, Janine was, again, me, I was like, if something happens to her, something happens to her. I wasn't expecting anything to happen to her because of, of various different reasons. It also ties towards political reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of feel like that's the reason why they kept her alive. Yeah, she did some really fucked up shit. Spoilers, uh, by the way, Ernie. If did, do you no, mind if I spoil this for you? I, I do not care about porn. There, so episode two, she there's a party that goes on towards the end. 
and uh, Jake shows up and Lexi is dressed up. Uh, so Lexi tries to hook up with his cousin and his cousin's like, oh, you know, as apprehensive. And because they're then, like 12. Yeah, because, yeah, exactly. They're teenagers. They're, 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 exactly. They're like, they just hit puberty. You really going to try to put this isn't fucking Riverdale from the CW. <laughs> um, at, least, at least then they're all 20, like all like 20 year olds. You can. Buy. Yeah, they're 20 year olds pretending to be fucking 15. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, it's it's like that that joke from um, Scary Movie. It's like, oh, yeah, we're all 30 year olds pretending to be we're 20. You know, yeah. Oh, I'll be played by Jennifer Love Huge Tits. Anyway, um, <laughs> Lexi, after after failing to hook up with J uh, Jake, uh, Junior, not Jake, sorry, Junior, junior. I should say, dresses up, beard and all, as Jake's father, <laughs> and then starts to spaz spasm and pretend to be that he's, like, being electrocuted. Like, that was the final straw. I was like, this girl has to receive some sort of punishment like if this was dante's inferno like she is definitely in a circle of hell that she needs to be suffering for none of that ever happens whatsoever well, everyone else around her suffers her father gets killed right her sister gets like caught in smoke technically caught in that fire yeah, she's putting it right she, yeah but then she comes out of it though that's the thing and then her mother's perfectly fine well well, I, I was taking their defense, but not really because they hint in season in episode three that oh no, something's going to happen. It's just that you know, Chucky starts doing more things and it kind of takes ten points. Yeah, yeah, but the whole thing they stat like you said they established Chucky's like oh I go after the assholes. Well, you have a clear present day asshole right here. Well, and this one and he was yeah. going to kill her. It's just that the fire yeah, you know, pretty much stopped him from doing that. And then also he missed every single stab. With that, but yet he miraculously in the final episode manages to make every stab into the rectal cavity of several individuals. So, which, which is, I, I do appreciate they kept that running gag going. Of if Chucky can't see what he's doing, he's not going to stab the person he wants, so he'll just stab whoever's around. Yeah, well, I mean, uh, Lexi is a character that I, I not necessarily means to die, but she she's a character this entire season, it seems have gotten away with everything everything yeah like at least junior his mother like the death of his mother that's what brought me back that that was the kill that brought me back like junior's mom like she was like you know what i my cancer's terminal i'm not gonna make this a burden on my family i'm going to enjoy life to the fullest and then chucky kills her by throwing the, the the card at her, which was kind of bullshit in my opinion, but anyway. But it gave yeah. us like it gave us a cool gift of Jackie looking box surprise when she flew out the window. Yeah, exactly. Like he was like, <laughs> which I'm I'm amazed because I'm amazed they got him to express that emotion on that doll, which I'm pretty sure is especially made doll to pull that off. But still, yeah, no, exactly. Again, it's easy to do neutral or this crazy anger. It's like, but the the fame, I I'm heartbroken look on his face. And something I can appreciate about the Chucky series in general. Um, child's play in general, they practical effects they've been able to pull off. Like they, they've done a good job at pulling off practical effects, and I 100 appreciate that. And they didn't go the cheap CGI route. Nope. It, are, I feel like there are occasions where you could where it is CG, but it's so few and far between because it's literally something that either an animatronic or a person can't do. Like what was it in episode two when 
you have the, the Chucky doll just readjust itself after it's been thrown on the floor. Because it's so bent and it's such an unnatural angle, it's obviously CG at that point. Then when it strains back out, it's back to being practical. Yeah, exactly. It, it's a minuscule difference compared to what it was, you know. Exactly. As opposed to all CG pup, uh, puppy. No. Puppet. There we go. That's what I was trying to say. I got it out in the end. Yeah, not in the remake. <laughs> what, you didn't like... CG Chucky flying towards Andy at the end, only to be shot out of the air by a by a police officer. Mm, Niall, I am your friend, 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 friend. Oh, now we have to do that for uh, Eternal Champions. There's gonna be an arc where you guys actually, you know. No, we don't. Also, I feel 100%. like since since the since the team in the in Eternal Champions are all like almost eight foot tall monsters, we can't. Yeah. It's not going to make that much sense. <laughs> yeah, like like all of a sudden you be like a three foot, like not even a thirty inch tall puppet, and like everyone's at least seven foot tall, if not at least six foot, and the puppet looks at you guys like this isn't fair. It's just that it's just that scene from what was it, episode four when when Jake, Lexi, and Devin just start beating on on the Chucky doll. Yes, exactly, exactly. <laughs> Which I do appreciate that once the kids feel it, like you know we can take this thing on. Is that they don't hem and haul like like I usually in most of the movies where whenever just a, an adult or somebody figures out, go like, well, how do we do this? What are we gonna do to stop this? We gotta get the hands on them or just pick them and toss them aside. No. We're going to get our hands on it and beat it senseless until it's broken. So we're kind of getting late into the uh, the, the the night, as it were. Um, <laughs> how about we wrap up on our overall feelings of the franchise and what we think is going to happen, or what we not necessarily think, but what we want to happen? Because you know what we think could very well differ for what we want. So we should focus on the desire aspect. What is it that you want for the Child's Play franchise? And I think we'll start with um, uh, Glenn slash uh, Glenda. I think I am looking forward to, for season two, to hopefully Lexi gets what's coming to her. Okay. Um, <laughs> or anything I want, else. I want them to explore more about the voodoo thing. I hope we talk about Glenn and Glenda and hopefully they show up, but hopefully them not showing up it gets weird and tacky. But also, I'm going to be really mad if, um, oh God, what's her name? Fiona Dorf's character. Nika. Uh, Nika. Why is Nika getting hell compared to the bully? That's that that pissed me off personally. Yeah. Um. Nika's character. I I understand why she's getting it, but at the same time, the fact that the bully has not given given been given the same thing. Not a scratch. Yeah. Ridiculous. Like I understand. Tilly is like, oh, I want Nika because Nika you know, gives me time where Chucky doesn't, but I can't have one or the other. But anyway, go on. I hope something good happens to Nika. I mean, she's pretty fucked at this point. Yeah, arm <laughs> and fucking He's... legs. Yeah. yeah. Trapped oh. off. Yeah. 
the only good thing for Nika is I guess that she dies. So this is finally over. At this point, just kill her. Don't don't put her in, in that misery throughout the show. Yeah, yeah. I'd rather have her character killed off than than her go through misery through through that through that. Um but uh I'm ex- I think they're gonna bring Glenn and Glenda. Which I'm excited. Mm-hmm. Um they're gonna listen, Don Mancini's crazy, all right. He 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 had these these little dolls come to life and then they had sex and he brings voodoo into it. Um, I'm, I'm looking forward to it, even though not all his films are uh, a hit. Very creative, crazy ideas. I am totally looking forward to it. Um, I think uh, the plot holes with Andy, what the hell's going to happen to Andy? Yep. And the fact that it's not necessarily Tiffany that's forcing him to do this, but Tilly? It's Tilly. Yeah, it's oh. Jennifer Tilly, the actress from Seed of Chucky. That's that's forcing him to do this. Like, what? And then, listen. Unless there's a factory of fucking Tiffany dolls, which then makes it a clusterfuck in itself. Listen, I know I know. We're talk- we, we went to a deep thing with uh, Voodoo, but... Um, Andy, man. Andy has been fighting with a motherfucking doll for 30 years. Let him win a little battle. <clears throat> Get him laid. Get him something. Well, All right? It's been a long time. Well, I feel like it wasn't until, until what is it, the, 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 the post credit of Curse and in the beginning of Cult that, oh, no, he thought this was over for years <laughs> until the, oh, no, until Chucky literally shows up on his doorstep. Nah, bro. Yeah, but that his mom like, no, dude, you gotta catch a break. That's it. I'm done. I'm dropping the mic. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyone else have anything to say about that? Uh, yeah, no, it's pretty much the same thing. Now, I think, I think they're gonna touch on some Glenn Glenda. If we don't get an appearance by them, I know it's not gonna be Billy Boyd because you know, he is not only is he neither Glenn nor Glenda in person. I'm pretty sure they're not gonna be able to explain how this grown man is gonna be. What I imagine this this teenage boy and a teenage girl at the same time. They, I don't think they'll be able to pull that up because part of me was thinking throughout the season like, is Jake Glenn or Glenda and doesn't realize it. That would have been a thing that they could have gone with. That I was like, that'd have been weird, but that would have been a very interesting way to approach it, which honestly would have been suited better well, for the first season, but. Didn't they get no monies? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's did, I, yeah, 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 yeah. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, that yeah. which, which make here's the thing Seed of Chucky kind of establishes kind of like almost a happy ending, right? For the, the franchise, and then all of a sudden, uh, Tiffany's like, Oh, I got these explosives from Glenda. Wait, I thought it was a happy ending. Like, what happened? Like, if all well, this is incorporated in the same universe. And that's and the thing, though. At the end of seeing Chucky, the, the little girl with Linda still uh, kind of has no serial killer streaks, so she could rule into that. And, yeah, I was going to say, also, it's implied, the way that that scene goes is implied that Glenda only did it because she knew that they were going after Andy, which means this entire family has a hard-on for killing that one guy. Yeah, like, Andy's, like, the one motivation for their entire existence, essentially. I mean, it's a possibility. Yeah. I haven't seen the series yet, but I'm hoping it takes Shotty back. Isn't it direction, um, more horror than comedy? 
Um, I know I'm gonna reserve my full judgment when Anthony watches the series myself. It skirts. I'll just say my opinion. It skirts the line very well. That's that's fine. As long as yeah. it's not, as long as it's some kind of respect on the franchise back again. I would. I say don't what... want it to become a joke, like a complete joke, like it was going with Steve for a while. Right. I would say, with without spoiling anything from the last episode. The way it ends, there does open up an avenue where a lot of those things could happen. Mm -hmm. But unfortunately, it could be in either direction simultaneously. You know what? No, that's fine. Let them knew with what it will. I just have my hopes that it goes in the direction I want. Which is more matching the room to the harder base. Now, you can throw in some comedy because you need comedy harder sometimes. Well, horror and comedy are, they function under these similar mechanisms as one another. It's basically yeah. uh, the punchline mm-hmm. that differs the uh, two. Essentially. Yeah. When that's what I'm hoping for. All right. So let's call it a night here. Um, thank you for tuning in to an episode of Neon Nights FM. I am your host, Michael Trevino. And joining me today was our very own Mistress of the Macabre, Monica. Hi. Oh, but there was that delay there <laughs> that caught me off, <laughs> caught me off guard. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that was the best I ever. I loved it. Next, we have our very own good guy doll, Vash. I like to be hugged. Um, yeah, no, we're gonna throw you into a fire. I, I hope you don't mind. No. Um, it's yep, not the well, first time for Rashawn. It's fun. It, yeah, it's it's perfectly fine. And last but not least, we have Ernie. Have a good night, everyone. Take care, and remember to stab each other. I mean, love each other. Jesus Christ, I am surrounded by fucking psychos. Um, everyone, this is a this is a plea for help. Um, help me. I am surrounded by absolute nutballs. This is not a joke. Save me. Please here, save me. No, no, Ernie. No, no. Stay, Ernie, stay. No, no, Ernie. No, no, no. Anyway, so uh, until next time, um, I am your host. Uh, and DM, and uh, also not, not Sir DM. This is not the right podcast. Uh, <laughs> Michael Chabakino, uh, you've been tuning into Neon SFM. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. Until next time, stay golden. Stay golden. Stay, stay golden. golden, everyone.